Welcome everyone to The Perfect Pick. You can find us on Instagram at the.perfectpick. My name is Jacob, and I'm joined by Marcus, Marius, and Anthony. How are you guys doing today? Pretty good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I just got back home from Tennessee, saw some family. I'm ready to record an episode. Did that, like, encourage you to record an episode, Jake? Yes. Yes, it did. Well, I'm glad you did. But can you tell us what we're doing today? Because you haven't told us and we're just randomly sitting here. So are you guys excited to go over the tight tight end, tight end racking, rankings? Good, goodness tight gracious. Tight end racking. Okay. There you go. Tight end rankings. Uh, how are you guys, Marius, Anthony? You guys good? You're doing well, man. I'm doing much better now that we know what we're going to talk about. <laughs> it's good to hear. But oh, yeah. look, we have consensus rankings. How did we know that? I was just about to say that. So we're going to give our overall consensus with all of our opinions together. And if we uh, differentiate from uh, <laughs> each other, if we're we're, we're going to point it out and we're going to talk about it, why we have him rated so low or so high. Right. What if we want to integrate? I, I don't like to differentiate. I prefer to integrate, Jake. All right, man. Sorry, math ma- math fun over there. Okay, Jake, go ahead and get us started, man. Who's who's the number one consensus tight end? Our number one overall consensus, no surprise here, Travis Kelsey. Is a high-powered offense. You still got Patrick Mahomes, and we just found out the other day Damian Williams opted out. So Travis Kelsey, he's going to be what the number one receiver on that team besides Tyreek. They're both going to be get a whole load of targets. Um, well, I, I think the argument for the number one spot is Kelsey, people lean Kelsey, right? Yeah. But I think there's a strong argu- argument for Kittle. And I see here that, Marius, you voted Kittle number one, which I did. I was very tempted to do as well. So what makes you put Kittle over Kelsey? Uh, I think looking back last season, Kittle, was, is, he's on the up, you know. And Kelsey getting older, I feel like Kittle is going to just be one small step ahead of Kelsey. Uh, I think Kelsey's offense is better. I think uh, that system there is better for Kelsey. But I think individually, uh, Kittle is just going to have just one step ahead of, 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 of Kelsey. I like him, too. He seems he's more athletic. He's a little yeah. younger. Oh, the, the guy's a freak, man. Yeah, the, the only downside to Kittle really is that he, he goes like hard on blocking and he Could gets get injured, injured yeah. away from the ball. Yeah, uh, which kind of makes him. That's what brings Kelsey back into the, I think, more attractive for number one position. But um, I just think with Kittle's energy and that offense is not going to be worse than last year. Might be. Well, actually, Emmanuel Sanders took off, right? So that probably leaves more attraction to and you know, Debo Samuel's starting the season off. He's coming off an injury right now. Yeah. So that's something to consider as well. So, yeah, I just think just one small step ahead of Kelsey. That was yeah. my my thought. Yeah, I remember, you guys remember Kittle's play against, what was it, the Saints last year? Where he bulldozed through, like, four defenders. And I don't know, like, I, I you love those plays, man, but you're just, you're just thinking, man, like, could he get injured? Could this happen? I don't know. I, I feel like Kelsey plays a little more safe. He focuses yeah. more on the route running, and he, he has those more explosive receivers to kind of spread out that defense so yeah. uh jake or anthony you want to take us to the next pick next pick oh so we went over kelsey and kittle yeah oh just one thing to add on kelsey reason why i have him number one i think it's just a volume standpoint um the guy's like has upside of 100 catches this year just like he does every year he gets more he just gets more volume than kittle but otherwise 
you can't go wrong with either one. Uh, our third pick. Well, our second. We, we didn't say, but our second well, pick is obviously yeah, Kittle. Kittle. Second. Yes. And then our third um, consensus tight end is uh, Mark Andrews. So, Jacob, what are your thoughts on him? Uh, you didn't like him last year, even though I told you he would be leading the Ravens as the, you know, the best tight end there. So. And did you draft him in all your leagues? Uh, not in every league, but I did draft him. <laughs> That's good. No, I, I didn't expect him to break out. They did have um, Hayden Hurst. So, I, you know, the job wasn't guaranteed to Mark Andrews, but he did break out. Um, and he was the number one receiver on the team. There's no doubt about it. He's going to get the ball again this year as they look to expand the passing role of Lamar Jackson. So you, you could see Mark Andrews pretty much maintaining. Are you no. guys? Yeah, I agree. I mean, when we did our mock draft, and we're going to talk a little, a little bit about it um, once we get to our fourth pick, but typically... Just like the running backs with the tight ends, there's like this holy trinity every year. And last year it was uh, Kelsey Kittle and Ertz. Uh, This year it's Kelsey Kittle and Andrews. And we saw Zach Ertz drop off a lot. And we'll talk about that next. But it's interesting how Mark Andrews assumed that like mid third round role. And uh, we just saw, you know, great lengths last year. And I think he's going to be really good and do much of the same this year as well. All right, cool. I think we can move on to number four overall consensus, and that's Zach Ertz. Uh, we just found out that Alshon Jeffrey is going to start the year on the pup list. So I think he's, it's guaranteed to miss uh, six weeks. And then I just heard some news that Rager's expanding his role as the receiver, and he he's asked to learn a lot more. So they're going to need people to throw the ball to more than the lawn chairs they had last year, as we talked about. So Ertz is definitely a great tight end and I, I would even put him close to the trinity like he he's pretty close in there i, I feel like i i think he can pass up andrews he, he has the volume the targets and uh i like him this year no i agree i think he's just as talented um they obviously added more pieces on their offense uh more receivers but i mean considering that you know let's say Wentz stays healthy the team is good. You got Doug Peterson running that system. Um, I just see Ertz doing well. And since now that we saw in our mock draft that he dropped so low, he may be a quality pick in, what was he, the fifth round that he went when we yeah, did our mock draft? I was ask. I think he was, I was going to ask about the gap between Andrews It was at least two Ertz. rounds. At least two rounds. Yeah, I, I think, if we're up to me, I think Zach Ertz in the fifth round is more valuable than, like, say, Mark Andrews in a third. Or- yeah late third yeah because if, if you're jacob you want to take four running backs the first four rounds so you want to make sure you get the, the hey, best there's, there's so much wide receiver depth this year it's it's insane well typically most years there's a lot of wide receiver depth and then you got to make sure you land your running backs early so yeah i mean anything anyone else on zach Ertz? um just to note maybe in our mock draft they went a little bit yeah there was a little bit of a difference between them and draft position but looking at average adp or average draft positions on fantasy pros uh zach Ertz is only going like five spots below mark andrews they're both pretty much a round four pick so there's a chance you know zach Ertz falls but if i'm choosing between one of them i'm still choosing mark andrews um considering that they're both going at the same place so mm-hmm. i just think more upside volume uh, zach Ertz has a step for sure yeah. because it, i mean alshon jeffrey's uh, what's uh, he has he's starting on the pup list from what i know um and then there's not a lot of 
other weapons there, at least elite weapons like Zekert. So yeah. volume-wise, he's he's going to get a lot of targets. Yeah, like you said, if they're going around the same spot, five picks apart, I'm definitely going with uh, the upside in, in uh, Mark Andrews. But I guess you just have to test your draft, see how things go, and then you have to make the adjustments because, like we know in fantasy, if you don't make adjustments mid-season or even mid-draft, there's a hard, it's, 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 it's tough to win. So... Uh, Anyone else on Zach Ertz, or can we move to pick five? All right, go ahead. All right, pick five. We got Darren Baller. I'm just kidding. It's Darren Waller. Jake, you love this guy, don't you? I had him last year in uh, Muppets League, and he he destroyed. He wrecked it, and I loved him. And I held on to him. I did not trade him off. And he surprised a lot of people. Um, This year, I think his targets might dip, but I feel like he's still a great pick. And I think we all agree on him. It seems like we all agreed on these first five overall consensus. Well, except for Mario's taking Kelsey two and Kittle yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. What's the uh, quarterback situation in Vegas? Um, is is Carr going to start? Yeah, I, I think so. I think if if he does terribly bad, yeah, obviously Mariota is going to step in. But I feel like Carr is going to really step up his game. Um, but okay. I, I like Carr this year. Yeah, I remember. A lot of weeks going up against Darren, and yeah, I I do remember him stinging against me. So um, I do like him. Let's see, looking at it, he is about 22 picks behind, or overall picks behind uh, Zach Ertz. So where does that put him in a 12? That's what, like early five, late four? Yeah. Yeah, about there. Um, But for me, I think... um, I think... And I, I wanted to talk about this overall as a general thing about tight ends and fantasy. Like I, I think tight ends for me, other than having, other than having like the holy, you know, the holy trinity, right, of tight ends every year. After that, it's just it's so you really have to react to how your league is drafting when you're drafting tight ends. Um, I don't know if I would take if if I'm not getting the top three. I don't know if I'll, I I'd want to. I, I feel like I'm reaching for a tight end if I'm going any like in rounds five through eight. I feel like that's where you can get those like really good um, second or third receivers that are valued at you know your wide receiver two or even your or your RB two slots. So I feel like you can still wait for tight ends down the line. But um, yeah, that was just kind of like a side note on that. So I guess with Waller, we'll see uh, how the quarterback situation plays out with Derek Carr or if Mariota is going to take over. Um, but yeah. I actually do like overall. I do like I do like Darren Waller. So, and the sixth tight end we have on the board, uh, according to my ranking, I don't know Jacob, your ranking looks a little bit off, but I have Evan Ingram. Is that right with you guys? Do you guys have Evan Ingram at six? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Jacob, that's just your ranking, man. <laughs> uh, just look off of mine. But well, before we move on to him, I wanted to yeah, ask yeah. you guys about the top five guys. Um, for the most part, outside of Mark Andrews, these guys are all going to get good volume, but. I'll still include Mark Andrews since he's ranked three. Um, are you guys going, you know, into the draft thinking that there's a chance you take Travis Kelsey or Kittle in the second round? Um, and then also, are you willing to spend a fifth round pick on Darren Waller or a fourth round pick on Andrews and Ertz? What are you guys' thoughts on these top five guys? I don't know. For me, if, if I don't t- if I don't dip in the Holy Trinity, I don't want to dip in the semi-holy trinity afterwards i'd rather just wait until we get to that ninth and tenth round and we'll, we'll see we'll, we'll talk about it when we get go down the rankings but there are still some quality tight ends yeah. 
down there who have a lot of potential. Obviously, the volume is not so much there, but um, the upside is there uh, with the guys that we're going to look at soon. So um, I don't know. I always, whenever I come out of a draft, and I did this last year too uh, with one of my leagues, whenever I come out of a draft where I take a tight end early, I feel... I just look at my team and I feel gypped. You know, I feel like ah, it's like <laughs> this doesn't feel right. You know, there's there's like a not there's an unbalance. So um, I would prefer no, I would prefer to have a tight end later on. But knowing me, I, I just might have some fun and you know and <laughs> take a tight end early. But that that's just me. Any thoughts on that, Jake? No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah or no. no? Which one? I man? just feel like uh, I just want to move on. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, oh, man. <laughs> no, I'm probably not going to take a tight end early. And then, so I'm probably going to take some guy towards the end of the draft for a tight end for me. Yeah, I yeah, second that. That's what I would all right. do too. All I was going to say was I, if I'm kind of like the same thing as Marcus, if I'm not getting, for me, not even Andrews. For me, if, if I'm not getting Kelsey or Kittle, I'm not taking the other guys that we talked yeah. about. I just don't like it. There's too much value at running back and wide receiver in the fifth round. Like, yeah. So we can move on. So we got Evan Ingram at six. And I love Evan Ingram, not because he's not just because he's on the Giants, but um, he's basically a wide receiver, yeah, but buffer, yeah. So I, I don't know. I just I just think he's super athletic. He's great if he's, um, if he's healthy. If he stays he's... healthy, he's great. But then again, he's going in that same situation where Darren Waller's going, and you take Evan Ingram, and you're wasting a value pick in the fifth or sixth round. So um, who knows if you take him? He's talented, but. Uh, that just depends on your preference. Well, Evan Ingram's definitely going later, um, significantly later. Oh, where, um, where is he going? Is seven or, or eight? Uh, somewhere around the seventh round. Or seventh so. round, so okay. Seventy second overall, so that shows about early seventh. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, it's not it's not bad at all for him. <clears throat> Excuse me, it's not bad at all for him. It's just um, my only because I don't I believe in the talent and I like the the offense and everything. I just don't. I'm not sure about the injuries. I'm not predicting an injury for him. I just. In his what two years in the league so far? Three, three years in the league so far. He he's he hasn't put together a full season. Yeah, um, he was close, I believe, one year. But I don't know. I just I don't like that aspect. Otherwise, I, I like him as a talent. That's for sure. Yeah. Jake, I like, I'm, I'm, sorry, sorry, I'm sorry, but I was gonna say I like Ingram a lot. I drafted him last year, and when he played and he was healthy, I was it was easy getting triple digit scoring in that league in the week. Uh, but when he did go down I did struggle I did struggle because I went in on him and then I ended up not having a backup tight end or you know anything like that so when he went down it hurt me a little bit but again like you said Marcus you have to adjust midway and then um, figure it out picked up Jared Cook yeah yeah for me when it comes to Ingram I I I like him I don't love him so I'm probably not going to target him but I do like the guy coming right after him Um, you just mentioned him Huh? Midas just mentioned him. Oh, okay. So it's Jared Cook, overall consensus, number seven. And I think the only person that didn't really agree with his ranking was Marcus. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not too excited on Jared Cook. Uh, what's his ADP right now? I don't know. It's uh, it's pretty late from what I know. Let's see. Around the eighth round. Yeah, for me, Jared Cook, he's, he's, he's safe. And same thing you said about Ingram. Like, I like him. I don't love him. But I'd rather just take a stab with the guys later on. Like, I'd rather get a, yeah. a Hurst, a Fant, a Hawkinson, a Gusecki, like, later on than take a stab on Jared Cook this early because he's the type of guy who will get you, like, 
three receptions for like 58 yards and you get like nine points and mm-hmm. that's great consistency wise just because that's kind of rare when it comes to tight ends but i don't know i, I just i don't know jared cook seems like the one of those guys where like you have you have your, t- your tight end one gets injured and then you pick up jared cook and you're like oh that's a nice little that's exactly what happened to me last silly year. putty you know you're just like putting over there patching him up yeah basically what you did was and that in muppets that was in muppets and you won that league and in the semifinals Jared, I won by like one and a half points or something like that because Jared Cook caught a like five yard pass at the end of yeah, the game. Yeah, exactly. So he he's it was little, but he was there for me and um yeah. And then Jared you went Cook to the finals is, and who did you beat again? I forgot. Full cup uh Jacob. That's right, Jacob. All right. So I feel like when it comes to Cook though, <laughs> he's gonna expand his role this year. They were kind of trying to give him a lot more targets last year, but I he was running into issues with not getting open or something like that. But his role's going to expand this year. He's going to get more targets, and I feel like he's going to be a lot more productive. How do you know that? Like, what? Because well, there was talks with the there coach. There were talks. Well, yeah. the thing, my only thing is, they add Emmanuel Sanders to the mix. They're not throwing as much as Breeze was like earlier in his career. You got Taysom Hill running his wildcat offense. Who knows what in the world that guy's doing? And then. You, you got a Kamara still trying to get more involved than he was last year because he wasn't as in, wasn't as involved as he was, was in previous years. And then you still got Michael Thomas, one of the best hands in the game, the best receiver in fantasy this year. So I don't know. I just, with a guy like Jared Cook, who's already like, what, is he 30 already now? I just don't see him trending up. I see him as a nice, like, fail safe, kind of like a. Like a like a like a Witten and Tony Gonzalez in their later years being consistent, getting forty to fifty yards with a couple catches, nice half like nice PPR stats. Um, but I, I just don't see him like at this point in his career after being with so many teams and in that packed offense making a huge jump. Now I think he's consistent. You can take him. That's totally fine. But like I said, I'd rather spend um, a later round taking someone who has more upside and is younger and you know uh, yeah. more open offense a, much, That's what be- I a much better value picking later a tight end than because it seems like he's going much even eighth round yeah you would like yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's, that's that's very fair i like i like that yeah i think we can move on right um let's go on to number eight overall austin hooper new team he's on the browns and i put him yeah i put him at number eight uh, actually, no, no, I put him at 13. at 13. Jacob, you put him at number So 13. I just think there's too many mouths to feed. I feel like they're going to go running back heavy, and I don't think there's going to be enough um, volume for Hooper. Yeah, that, I'm not, I mean, I have opinion. him at 8, but I was thinking about moving him down before we even started this episode just because um, I, I like him as a talent once again. I just think that, I mean, same along the lines, the same as Jacob has said, like it's a lot of mouths to feed. Um, I don't think it's going to be a high passing volume offense. How are you going to support two wide receivers like Odell and Landry, um, along with Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt? It's just a lot. So a lot going on there. So um, he could be very good. I'm not. Is Hooper going to be like a safety valve for um, Baker? For Baker, is he going to be like that? Hey, Hooper's open. You know, five yards, six yards. I always thought that was Landry. For him, because yeah. yeah, Landry doesn't run the deep routes. Even last year, um, in well, I mean, Njoku was pretty much out, um, but their other tight end that they had wasn't 
getting that much production either. Yeah. Now, when Njoku was out in the field, the ball somehow ended in the hands of the other tight end in the end zone. <laughs> but don't ask me about that because you know I've been oh, I've been David riding the Njoku, Njoku train all these years and nothing has happened. So I I'm drafted done. Njoku last year. And I'm done with that guy. It was it was rough. I kept him hoping they'd come back and maybe you know help me, but definitely did not. Yeah, but de- anyway. Definitely Landry as the safety valve of right. that offense. All right, well, yeah, maybe Hooper's a little high on that one then. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I might move him down to like 10 or so. It's not like it's a, it's a major dip. It's just, yeah, I don't know about the volume. And he got a lot of volume last year in Atlanta, like a lot. I mean, number two right behind Julio. So I don't expect that for sure. Yeah. Uh, moving on to number nine overall, Tyler Higby. It's going to be interesting, this Rams offense. Uh, they did a lot of tight end formations last year uh, 12 personnel <laughs> and uh, some are concerned that Gerald Everett will steal some of the volume I feel like Higby's going to be the main guy and then Everett's going to also help out in the passing game but I feel like Higby's kind of taking this role he, he solidified it in my opinion he's a good talent he catches the ball he has high catch percentage and I feel like he's going to be that dump off for for Goff when he's trying to scramble or get rid of the ball. Because uh, there was plenty of times where I saw some pretty neat uh, screens. And the way Higby moved around, it was pretty fluid. I, I like the way he looked. Dude, I love the way he looked too, man. And he, he was <laughs> he was pretty neat. <laughs> yeah, but was. Um, no, I was going to say, these last couple of years with Goff and McVeigh at the helm over here, we've seen... Higby and Everett kind of split the volume, split the usage, all that. And I think this past offseason or end of last season and and in this offseason, we've seen Higby kind of take a step forward ahead of uh, Everett. Um, There are a lot of fantasy football specialists or analysts, as Jacob likes to say it, um, that are predicting that Higby is going to have kind of a breakout year Mm -hmm. this year. And I think he is the tight end to own. And I I do think they're going to use Everett as well um you don't know how healthy the receivers are going to stay in that in that offense so i think he'll be there especially for a lot of those play action plays i think i think everett's more of like a he's like a poor man's version of evan ingram as far as like body and build and athleticism Mm -hmm. um but higby obviously has the step and i think it's going to be good um i i I ranked him eight overall so i I think he's going to do well this year yeah you guys want to add anything um well i mean might have anything no i'm just going to say Rams offense is what worries me most. Not Higby again. I think I don't know, man. I have this thing about the Rams offense that it's gonna they're gonna come out breaking five hundred maybe. But oh. um yeah, that's all I have to say. As far as Higby, I think he's like Marcus said, poor man's version of Ingram. He can he can hold his part, but I think the offense might hurt him more than he'll I said uh, Gerald Everett is a poor man's version oh, of Gerald Everett. Sorry, yeah. sorry, I missed that one. No, I thought you said Higby too. No, no, I said Jared. Uh, Jared it was Lever. Everett, I remember. But anyways. Of course you remember, Jacob. Uh, Anthony, would you have something to say? Mom? Yeah, just the Rams. I don't know, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, um, I just, okay, so they had a shift in, like, offensive scheme last year, right? Towards the end of the year, they went to a, two tight end sets. That, that's what they did, right? 12 personnel. 12 personnel. Yeah. So, I mean, ranking Tyler Higby up here means that we expect them to continue that offensive scheme. But that also means that the receivers take a dip in production, especially Cooper Cup. So 
Well, they're going to be on the field, too. I, I never said they won't be on the field. I'm just saying that they will take a dip in production because we saw that. Other than uh, other than the fact that Cooper Cup scored like the last five games, volume when it comes to a volume standpoint, it wasn't there. So, I mean, if you're expecting Tyler Higby to be a stud for fantasy this year, um, that kind of has to reflect the way you think about Cooper Cup. Unless you think this is like a Chiefs offense 2.0 where they both get their I think think it's not going to be as drastic as a change it was last year, but it's it's going to change. Like it's it's going to look different this year. They're going to start feeding a lot of different weapons, and I feel like McVeigh's he has to switch it up. You know, he has a new running back, and I feel like a lot of things are going to switch around a little bit. He's getting better as a coach, McVeigh, and I I think there's enough targets uh, for Higby. But I think that's uh, good for Higby. Let's move on to number (laughs) ten overall. Hunter Henry. So I did want to point something out when we did our consensus. Um, Austin Hooper, Tyler Higby, and Hunter Henry as an average, they all tied. So they were placed in order um, kind of randomly. In, in this, in Based this, off uh, goal differential? Or? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when, when we, these three guys, when, when, we, when we take into account our rankings, they all tied for us. So yeah, um, just keep that in mind when, when, when we're talking about this. So go ahead, and uh, Jacob. So, yeah, Hunter Henry, new quarterback, uh, Tyrod Taylor. Uh, it's going to be interesting for him. Uh, I think he can be a steal, you know, and then he could also be a bust. Like, the offense could kind of suck. So, I don't know. What do you guys think? I don't know, man. I, I think we can all be successful in our fantasy leagues this year. Or we, we can all have terrible teams, either or. He can go <laughs> so each direction. He's, he's a risky pick is, is what I'm saying. You know, it's... You really don't know how this offense is going to look this year. And some are avoiding Keenan Allen in the offense. Like, I'm I'm afraid for the Chargers. I don't like Eckler. And a lot of people like him. So, I'm just, I'm not big on the Chargers this year, that's all. Anthony, did you want to say something? <laughs> I see you steaming. You say you don't like him. Oh, actually, no, you have him at 10, never mind. I was looking at Higby's uh, rink. I don't like him either. Um, I don't really... And not that he won't be, he, he might finish as the tight end 12, and yeah. we'll think that's good. But a bottom end tight end one is not very good in fantasy. We know that. Yeah. Um, side note Jason Witten finished as like the tight end 11 last year. Mm-hmm. My point exactly. So yeah, he'll, he'll get you like a 40 yards every week. But this, yeah. all, this all depends on how you think this offense will run um, now that Tyrod Taylor takes the reins or, you know, Justin Herbert later on takes the reins. Yeah. Um, if you because if we look back to the Buffalo days with Tyrod there, he liked Charles Clay. Um, he liked using his tight end a lot as kind of like if he can't run outside the pocket, he uses his tight end as kind of a safety blanket, like we mentioned earlier. So if you believe that, then you know Hunter Henry is a is a decent pick. He's going right after Tyler Higby in drafts. Um, if I'm not mistaken, that's he's the tight end eight according to Fantasy Pros. I d- I just think that's a little too high for me because I'd rather have some guys that are going after him, but. Um, I have him as my tight end 12. So, Matis and Marcus, um, you guys are a little higher on him. So, what do you guys think? Like, Marcus, you have my tight end 7. So, you're, you're you're a little higher on him. So, I am a little higher on him. I just think that when he was healthy and when he was playing, he was one of the best tight ends in the league. Um, and I was going based off what... You know, Tyrod Ty Taylor has passed. Like you said, he, when he was in Buffalo, he favored Charles Clay. He favored that that uh, wide receiver. And since Tyrod Taylor isn't a gunslinger, he's not going to 
hit Mike Williams downfield on a crazy route. Oh, he he'll sling the ball. Well, he's, but he's not he's not known for that. That's what I'm saying. I mean, he's he slings it though. I remember even back in the day, he 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 has a nice deep ball. So he will. I think Mike Williams actually is a steal in drafts now. Maybe yeah, but I'm just saying with Hunter Henry there, I I don't think the change between Philip Rivers and Tyrod Taylor is going to kill too much of Hunter Henry's production. And now that he's going to be healthy this season, hopefully. Yeah, that's um, another thing. Yeah. His health is always a concern. Yeah, so I, I, I just like him as a tight end. I think he's I think he's very talented. He's good, and he has the potential to be that number seven. And again, like with these guys, what I said with the, the previous guys in this uh, in this ranking, if I, if Hunter Henry is going in like the seventh round, yeah, I won't take him. If he's going sixth, seventh round, but if I can get him like later on or some of these other guys after him later on, I'll definitely dip into that. So yeah. that's, that's my take on it. Um. I always saw Hunter Henry as a good slash great tight end. Um, his health was an issue for a while. I think he's already had reconstructive on one knee ACL, if I recall. I remember. I, I remember so, he was yeah. out for a while. Mm-hmm. For big guys, that injury is, you know, very risky to have somebody like that on your team. Um, but I do like Hunter Henry as a player. Now, granted, Jacob, you mentioned the uncertainty in the offense. Anthony did mention how much uh, Tyrod likes to use the tight end. All these things considered, I still like him. I think owning him is, you know, it's like like, like you said, Marcus, later on, if you can get him like in an 8th to 10th region, I would really consider that if, you know, I'm drafting. Um, it's not like, oh, no, no way. It's 8 to 10, I think, would be very, very tempting for me. So, yeah. All right, cool. Moving on to the number 11 overall consensus, Rob Gronkowski. I don't like him this year. I feel like he's too old, too many surgeries, not enough volume, uh, crowded offense. Um, but, Anthony, you seem a little higher on him. It's your boy Gronk. Let, let's hear it. I don't have much, like, data to back this up. It's kind of just a hype pick. Yeah. Um, I do think it's a really high upside pick. I mean, I don't think it's, like ridiculous to think that Gronk can finish as a you know I'm not going to project this but a top five tight end like what Mm -hmm. if he scores 13 touchdowns this year there's a chance (laughs) so definitely not a volume guy you have two at least two guys ahead of him and you know when it comes to the pecking order of targets um and it just depends on how this team is run I don't really have much um excuse me I don't really have much to say about him other than the fact that I think that when it comes to like I look at the guys behind him, and you know we'll mention these guys uh, more in depth. But Gasecki, Hurst, Fant, Hawkinson, Jonah Smith—none of those guys scream the upside that Gronk does to me. Like, okay, Hayden Hurst, okay, maybe. Otherwise, none of the other guys do, in my opinion. So, I think this is just a really high upside pick. Um, you guys are lower on him, Marcus and Jacob. Marius is, uh, you know, at eleven. I think you guys have fine rankings for him. Um, I just I also like the draft position. He's going late. Like you can get him in the tenth round, um, and for that kind of upside, I, I like him a lot. So that's that's my that's my take on Gronk. Yeah, you guys good. All right, I'm cool. Good. Moving on to number twelve, Mike Gesicki. This guy surprised a lot of people last year. Um, if he gets a lot of targets, he can break through that top ten really easily. Um, I really like him. He's a, he's very athletic. Um, I don't I don't see. Too much competition when it comes to targets. You have Devontae Parker, Preston Williams, and then your running backs over there. 
I feel like there's plenty of targets to go for for him to break that top 10. So he has some upside. And I think he's pretty good value. He's going around the 10th round, around there towards the end of the draft. So uh, I think he's worth a stab, in my opinion. You guys want to add anything? Um, I'm the one that ranked him much lower than you guys. Anthony has 10, Jacob 11, Marcus 10. I have him at 16 only because of the Miami offense. Just mm-hmm. things are yeah. changing like weekly over there. Um, so I just, that was, again, I, li- I like to categorize it. Is it the player or is it the system? This is the system. I think he's, uh, he's really, he looks really good when he's, you know, running with the ball and, and all that. So I hope, you know, if he's going that late and yeah, you could take a risk risk on him like what tenth, eleventh round. Um, that's you know, especially if you have your backup, you know, wideouts and RBs and maybe you know a quarterback by then or something. Um, but yeah, it's just more of a system thing for him. That's why I ranked him so low. All right, cool. Thirteen overall, we have Hayden Hurst. With the departure of Austin Hooper, Hayden Hurst slides into that starting role. He has tremendous upside if he follows in Hooper's footsteps. It's rumored that he's a, he's athletic. He can catch the ball. We saw a couple of nice catches last year. Um, he has some long, beautiful, blonde, luscious hair. Uh, you guys have anything on Hayden Hurst? Definitely nothing about his hair. But um, <laughs> isn't he a redhead? <clears throat> no, I, I, I no, swear no. He's he's a he's, uh, he's a ginger Jake, but it's like on my no. ginger. He's like a strawberry gold. Yes, yeah, yeah, strawberry ginger. So Jacob has him at seven. Seven. You have it at seven, Jake? Do I really? He I have has... him at fourteen. Marcus at fifteen. Matis at twelve. So listen, he's good. He was supposed to be good when he came into the league. Um, he went to the, he got drafted by the Ravens. Didn't do anything. Um, kind of disappointing. They were they were hyping him up, and maybe it was it was because of his. Yeah, look, he's a gin, ginger, Jake. Come on. It's it's like medium. No, no it's <laughs> look at his beard too. So um, yeah. Just because Austin Hooper kind of created that role at the tight end position for Atlanta, um, he could slide in and take all his uh, all his targets. And I think he's athletic. I think he's good. He's still young. Um, he has a talent, but he just wasn't being used in Baltimore. And I think Baltimore had, what, like three tight ends that they were playing regularly, mostly for the block. Um, so he just wasn't in a system where he can thrive. And now that Austin Hooper kind of set that precedent, um, in that offense, he could easily just just offset the players and him taking that entire load. So, um, yeah, I think he he has the potential to be as productive as Austin Hooper was last year. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah but if you think that, then why do you have him at tight end 15? Well, because it's a risk. Yeah, we haven't <laughs> seen him d- do anything yet. And why I, not? But you just, like, you made an argument to have him, like, as a top 12 guy, and you have him so low, as do I. So, like... You know what's the argument against that? Because, you know, yes, he can. If he, if we think he can slide in to be the, he Austin has the potential role, to. Well, but no, am I willing he, to take that risk? Why would they? Why would they pay him to not make him that Austin Hooper role? He's almost as athletic, if not just as athletic. Um, I mean, where else are the targets going to go? You can say they're going to go to Ridley. Some of them will. So then, why do you have him at fourteen? I'm, that's why I'm arguing against it. I'm trying to figure out. So okay, so why do we have him so low? Right. I mean, yeah. what's if we think that he's going to slide into Austin Hooper's role, what makes him other than risk? What's what else? Yeah, that's why I like well, him. Well, I, that that's it for me. I just think they're 
there is a risk when you're doing that just because they're to- two totally from different players. We haven't seen Hayden Hurst do anything productive or, well, or noteworthy. We, did. we didn't know that about Austin Hooper either. Well, Austin Hooper uh, was was he, he was always with the yeah he was with the yeah, Falcons. But he didn't do anything till last year. Yeah, that's true. So I don't know who who knows if he he's going to take that role, but I think he has the potential. And the reason I put him at fifteen, like was... I'm thinking about moving him up, not much, but at least I don't know a spot or two because I think that um, I don't know. I, I mean, the upside like when you're getting to this range of tight ends, you have everybody's risky. Every single tight end from here on out yeah. and even earlier is risky. So, I mean, when it when it comes to risk, like I, I don't really care if you're drafting a guy like this so late. In drafts. So the guys I put ahead of Hayden Hurst were obviously Gasecki. I put Gronk ahead of him. Um, the only the only two people that I put ahead of him that uh, are behind him in our consensus are uh, Noah Fant and Jonu Smith. And uh, it looks like I'm the highest on Jonu Smith compared to you guys, but I, I just I really liked him last year. And we'll get to him, but um, yeah, it's it's not so much saying about Hayden Hurst and how I don't have faith in his. Um, is translation to that um, Atlanta offense is just there's some guys that I probably would take ahead of him, and some guys I'm, I'm more excited about. Just kind of like what you said about the hype thing. So yeah, um, I, I 15. I I don't think he's bad. If you if you have him as your starting tight end, great. Um, he could be a top ten tight end. Yeah, I, th- I think he's he's a good value at the ninth tenth round. He's got a good upside. Um, moving on to number fourteen, Noah Fant. It's completely a new offense. You got a, uh, a Drew Lock, new receivers. Um, some argue that there's not enough volume for Fant. Uh, what do you guys think on a Fant this year, Marcus? You you were mentioning Fant right right at the end. I mean, he's young. He was a rookie last year. Didn't really do too much, and you can't really expect a a rookie tight end to do that much. There's very few that actually. Uh, live up to that role. Evan Ingram, for example, a couple of years ago had a great rookie season. Uh, Kelsey, much the same. A lot of these uh, tier one guys. Uh, but Noah Fant, he's everyone's hyping up Drew Locke. They have a lot of faith in him. Uh, you got a couple of solid receivers over there that can open up the field. And Drew Locke, Drew Locke as the young quarterback he is, may want like a safety valve uh, in the midfield, maybe 5, 10, 15 yards in the middle of the field as opposed to Jerry Judy or Cortland Sutton. So I like him. I think he has the upside. I do think he has a, a low floor, though. He could bust some weeks. Yeah. Uh, but I, I like the upside. He's very athletic. So, I mean. Yeah, I, I think I agree with you, Marcus. There's a lot of mouths to feed on that offense now. Um, he is young. He is all this. I have been mentioning a lot that the Denver offense is something that I'm just still wary about, you know, when they were performing, was there any pressure on them? I don't think so. The pressure's on now, week one, week two, three, four. Let's see how they do. Um, but as far as individually, yeah, I, I, I liked what I saw from him, from him last year. He's performing really well um, as, as him in his position. Now, overall, we'll see. But I have him at 15, I think, uh, same as Jacob. And you, Marcus, had him at 12 and Anthony at 13. So it was pretty close on this one. Any thoughts for Anthony? Anybody else? Jacob? Uh, I think that's good. Uh, moving on to Hawkinson at number 15. Hawkinson, I think he's going to be pretty good this year. He's good value. When Stafford was there, uh, Hawkinson was pretty productive. And I feel like when Stafford healthy, 
Hawkinson healthy, those two can be um, pretty good. I, I feel like uh, he's a great value, and maybe I'll target him. I feel like this is one of the guys that I'm going to try to target in this year's draft if I can. Maybe Anthony can can follow up with uh, he has him at 19. Yeah, I'm just a bit lower on him because I don't think that um, although there's going to be a lot of passing volume in Detroit, I've, I don't remember the last time, correct me if I'm wrong, but the last time when a tight end there was relevant. Um, I can see him you know, breaking out this year, um, but I just, I don't know. I, I'm not too high on him. I think that the offense is literally Kenny Galladay, um, Marvin Jones, depending what you feel about the backfield, but um, yeah, that's about it. I, I can I can see him scoring a lot. Definitely not a volume play. Um, it, you know, if they need someone in the red zone, if Kenny G is being guarded by two guys, let's say he's being double teamed, then Hawkinson comes in as the as that big body receiver that they need. But yeah, just not too high on him this year. Yeah, cool. Uh, you guys want to add anything, or are you good? Nah, pretty yeah. much agree with Anthony just said. Cool. Number sixteen overall, we have Johnu Smith. Uh, Delaney Walker is not here. Janu Smith is the guy. He's not here. Where is, is he, Jake? Really? Is Janu here? Only God knows where he is. Uh, Janu is here. Here? Right here or in Tennessee? He's here. He is here. Right He's practicing next door. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not see him. But uh, he, I think he's... Uh, he's what, Jake? What did you think he was? I just think he's uh, he's going to get targets. I don't know about this Tennessee offense. It's a run-heavy offense, and that's why we kind of have him ranked 16. Yeah, I think he'll be in consistent production, but it's not going to be crazy. Like I said earlier, I, when I was talking about Hayden Hurst, I like John New Smith. Um, I think once Delaney went down his last couple of years with injuries, he stepped into that role, and he was obviously the younger, more athletic tight end. Um, yeah, he, they are a run-heavy offense. That's fine, but, I mean, look, you got... Derrick Henry running the ball. You got um, AJ Brown. They need Brown. to pass the ball. They need to pass the ball too. And, then, heavy, and, yeah. and Tannehill showed that he can pass the ball last year too. So I mean, you got AJ Brown, and then Tannehill is not some spectacular quarterback who's going to, you know, throw these these dots downfield to a bunch of his receivers. So John Smith's going to be that safety valve. He's going to be over there running middle of the field, running those short routes getting those five, six, seven-yard plays, getting those first down. So I like John Smith. I think he's good. I think he can be consistent. I don't think he's a high – I don't think he has um, high upside, but I think his floor is at a pretty good spot, and I think he fits in this offense. So if you have him, I, I would not mind having him. Yeah. I think we can move on to number 17 overall, Jack Doyle. Now, well, I feel like a couple of these guys are probably going to go undrafted. Once again, this far down in the rankings, um, usually people only take one tight end. So now we're, we're getting a little in the undrafted territory. But Jack Doyle, Indianapolis Colts, Phillip Rivers is there. He could look to uh, check it down a lot. Um, he, he could get decent, consistent volume. I don't see a lot of touchdown upside um, with the addition of Jonathan Taylor. They have a back that can punch it in. Um, they have T.Y. Hilton there. Just They just got Michael Pittman, who can be that red zone target. So I feel like Jack Doyle is kind of, he doesn't have a lot of upside. And I'm a little lower on him. Uh, what do you guys think? I mean, tight end is Phillip Rivers' favorite position, mm-hmm. right, based off well, of his entire career. Gates, yeah. That's what I mean. And I'm not calling Jack Doyle Antonio Gates. Um, <laughs> like, it's it's 
Jack Doyle is closer to like Antonio Gates's last three years athletic wise um, than he is to his prime. So Jack Doyle is not some super athletic tight end. We know that, but um, I'm not expecting tight end one, you know, like top five potential. But you know, the the I think the volume will be there. I actually do think he he might score more than we think, um, just because he's probably the biggest body there, other than maybe I don't know how big Michael Pittman is, but I think he's like six um, three. Yeah, I mean, as you know, I think he's an outside receiver kind of guy. Maybe he'll be a jump ball receiver. I don't know. But I think Jack Doyle is actually okay for, Mm -hmm. um, especially in a half PPR or even a PPR league, because I think he will have a lot of games where he's going to go seven for 80. You know what I mean? Like, and there you go. You have a guy who's catching seven balls a game. It's, it's, I don't know. I like that. So, um, but otherwise, I'm not, I'm not arguing for uh, Jack Doyle at all. I just think he's a, he's okay pick later on. Yep. All right, moving on to number 18, Blake, Blake, Jarwin. What was that, Jake? It, it was a, a reference to Ken Peel. Okay. Oh, you mean Blake. Balake, Jake? Yeah. I thought his middle name was Blake, too. That's why we were asking. <laughs> All you did was say Blake. Yeah. It's Anyways. Blake, yeah, you did, you don't give him. He did less than that. Yeah. Blake, <laughs> Blake. So, Blake, Jarwin, Jason Wynn is gone. Uh, he went to Las Vegas, right? To the Raiders, correct, Witten? Yes. Yeah, so Blake Jarwin is, is going to take that starting role. I, I like him. You like him. Yeah. I just don't think, especially with the addition of C.D. Lamb, that offense has so many weapons, so many targets. I don't I don't feel like he's startable. He might be a streamer. I don't. I wouldn't start him. Well, in this late in the rankings, yeah. Jake, when we have him at 18, obviously guess, yeah, he's going to. As I was saying. Yeah, he's a. Not going to be. He's not a tight end one. He's not one through twelve. He's more of a flyer, right? Yeah. In the pine, With yeah. high upside, in my opinion, because you think about so it, are, like, are you drafting him? Yeah, I, yeah. He's one of my targets. Wow. Heck yeah, bro! Okay. Double digit rounds. When if you decide to skip out on any of the previous tight ends that we've mentioned, why not take a shot on Blake Jarwin, who's going to cost you nothing? Yeah, sure. I mean, it, no, no risk at all. You may even go undrafted. Yeah, know, some of these leagues that we're in. So to me, a quick rundown of the offense. You have. Um, you have Randall Cobb who left, who had a lot of targets. I don't know the number, if someone can check that for me. But um, Randall Cobb with a lot of targets, and then uh, Jason Witten who had a lot of targets as well. And if you're assuming that C.D. Lamb goes ahead and and takes all of those targets from last year, then I, I, okay, I get it. But I mean, I don't I don't think he can take on that many. So I don't know. That's just me. Randall Cobb last year had 55 catches. Uh, let me see how many targets he had. Uh, 83 targets, 83 targets last year. And that's just, you know, I, I can see CD Lamb taking his targets, but then what about Jason Wittens, who also had a lot of volume? So that's my take on Blake he's, Jarwin. He's all yours. Take him. Thank you, Jake. <laughs> all right, moving on to our 19th, Dallas Goddard. Uh, last year we saw a combination of Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard, and they were both um, fantasy-relevant. And with, and I feel like that might change because they're receiver additions with Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey once he gets healthy, and then Jalen Rager that could change. But I feel like Goddard still can stay fantasy relevant. Marcus, I I do think he can still say he can still stay fantasy relevant. And yeah, I'd like to note that this is the first tight end two on the depth chart that hmm. made our ranking. So he's the first backup tight end on his respective team. That made our rankings, and I think that that speaks for itself. But the guy's athletic. 
Uh, he's just a bigger. Well, I don't know if he's. Uh, I think he's taller. I don't know if he's bigger than Zach Ertz, but um, more. He's more athletic. He's he's good with the deep ball. I think he's in the same realm with Blake Jarwin, where he's a flyer. He has that upside. Probably wouldn't want to start him every week. But considering that you know uh, Alshon Jeffrey not going to start the season, and then you have what two rookie uh, wide receivers that they they took in this draft. And you know, not, and Deshaun Jackson, who's not only a racist but thirty six and injury prone, like uh, I, I like having Dallas Goddard um, here at this position, and I, I think he's uh, if 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 your tight end goes down or your tight ends on a bye week, I, I love Dallas Goddard as a flyer, and hey, who knows, maybe uh, maybe consistent throughout so, the. So you're saying you'd have Dallas on your squad as a second tight end, if you were to have a second tight end. Yes. It would be done, but would you would you have him as your first tight end? Let's say you waited. No, until the I wouldn't. Because no, because you're not gonna. At that point, you would take a, a tight a tight end one. Yeah, sure. in that okay. case. So, and the, the fact not. that he's going at 19, I mean, he he shouldn't be. I mean, unless everyone in your league drafts two tight ends, but some um, people draft three. Yes, some people draft three. That is that is correct. Anyone else on Dallas Goddard? That's it. Yeah, I wouldn't take a second tight end, especially with the first one, Zach Ertz. I would probably wouldn't even consider drafting even for as a second tight end. I'd probably try to look for a tight end one on a team. Yeah. Well, what I like about him is that he can he can they're going to run like that twelve personnel, and he can act as like a receiver. Yeah. So and 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 that's more like progressive football. Back in the day, they would not do that. The only time they would have two tight ends on the field is if they were blocking for some crazy run play. Mm-hmm. Uh, but nowadays, they're changing things up. They're they're a little more progressive in how they run their offense. So you can have two tight ends that are both get receiver tar- receiving targets. So I, I don't know. That's just something. You know, we'll see how Doug Peterson plays it out. But uh, it's just something to keep in mind. But I, I definitely wouldn't want him as my tight end when starting the season. Okay, fair enough. All right, cool. With our twentieth overall, Eric Ebron. I'm really low on him, but I see here that Marius is really high on him. You have him ranked at 14. Uh, you want to explain that ranking? Um, <laughs> want to explain okay. yourself? Yes, yes sure. Dave. Um, I um, I think Eric Ebron is just a very attractive target in regards to yeah. like he can make plays. And mm-hmm. I think going into Pittsburgh, where Juju's your number one, um, and you got you got. Um, Deontay Johnson. Oh my gosh, who's yeah. that the receiver? No, yeah. Well, he did. They have nice receiver depth, and then you also, if you have a healthy Ben, and maybe a healthy run game, I think Ebron one on one. Just, I, I just think he's he's a not. I, I would definitely draft him. Maybe, you know, probably late in the rounds, like. 11 to 13 or maybe 12 to 14 oh, rounds. Like, you won't even have to draft him in the 11th round. He's going really late. Yeah, so, so if you want to take him as a I flyer. Just, I, I just like him. Um, well, I, I, I stand by my ranking, but if he falls below 14, you know, I won't be surprised. I could understand why, but I just I, I, I think him in Pittsburgh is a great situation for him uh, given the circumstances and a healthy Ben. I think it'll be very effective. Yeah, yeah, he'll be there at the end of the draft and... Uh, he could he could break out. I just don't like him. I feel like in the we've seen Pittsburgh tight ends, um, kind of like Jesse James and other guys, not really be too relevant. And so, in my opinion, I'm going to try to stay away. I, I like other guys. That's fine. That's fine. Um, moving on to number 21, Chris Herndon for the New York Jets. Marcus, are you are you excited about this guy? 
Well, I waited for him to come back last season from a suspension, but <laughs> once he got back, he what he got, he got no, actually he was injured. I don't know. He just he, once he came back, he was there for like a week, and then he got injured again. I don't know what happened, but um, I'm excited about Chris Herndon. He was good uh, two years ago. Um, now he's got more rapport with um, Sam, Sam Darnold, and I again he's ranked 21st for a reason. I'm not saying that he's going to be great, but Hey, he's someone to consider to keep on your radar. So we'll we'll see how that goes. And then next, 22nd overall, Ian Thomas for the Carolina Panthers. Greg Olson is gone. He went to the Seahawks, and you have Ian Thomas. It's a whole new team. You know, it's it's, it's going to be interesting. You got a new quarterback, new coach, right? Um, Complete new system. So yeah, it's hard to. I, I I mean that's why he's ranked so low. He might be a worth a flyer. I don't, I don't think there's much to be said on this guy, right? Right, Anthony? Yeah, yeah. I, we can just move on from Ian Thomas. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Ooh, I actually like the next pick. 23rd overall, Dawson Knox. This kid can fly. I feel like this... I feel like this kid... But can he knock people over? Hold on, where do I have him? I have 21. him at 21. So I'm higher than him. Um, You're higher than him? You can jump higher than him? <laughs> Jump higher or fly higher. Is that what you said? This kid could fly. Yeah, yeah. This kid can fly. Um, I I feel like he can beat his ADP. I feel like he can beat this ranking, and he has he has upside in my opinion. Um, I think we can move on to our last uh, consensus rank, which is ranked twenty four with Irv Smith Jr. in Minnesota. Is Kyle Rudolph? Uh, gone? He's still there. No, he's still there, but oh, you just kind of plateaued. Okay. Yeah, kind of went into the background a little bit. Kind of old. I mean, Irv Smith isn't isn't an, a messiah or anything, but yeah, I feel like he's not even going to be streamed. Um, did you guys want to mention any other guys worth their stream? Um, if you like them, well, well I mean, Irv de- Smith, but <laughs> well, depending on how the, I mean, we have to see how the season goes, and yeah, you know, when it comes to these guys, but a couple of names to mention after. Um, you know, there's Greg Olson, O.J. Howard, um, which with O.J. Howard, if Gronk goes down, maybe. Who knows? I mean, Brady likes his tight ends, so maybe that's a guy you want to take a shot on. Gerald Everett, if Higby goes down. Um, Jace Sternberger, actually, is a guy that I was thinking about because, yeah, you know, from the Packers, Devin Funch has just opted out of the season for no next way. year. Yeah, he if did. If you guys didn't he know did that. earlier so, this week. I mean, you look at the receiving core now, and it's like Devontae Adams. To me, it's... Uh, What's his name? I'm forgetting his name. MVS? No, not him. Geronimo or Allison? Lazard. 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 Yeah, it's it's like Adams, <laughs> Lazard, and then it's okay. Who else? And I think honestly, Jay I think Sternberger st- yeah. steps up. Really, I do. So he's a young guy, yeah. athletic. I don't um, see why not. Another guy. So Greg Olson went to the Seahawks. Um, <laughs> it's a mess. Now we now. look at Greg Olson. We see Will Disley, um, Jacob Hollister, right. Now, Jeez. I don't know what's going to happen there. I know Will Disley's gotten hurt a lot, so I don't know. We'll see how that that tight end you know uh, room plays out. But Tyler Eifert, another guy, <laughs> if you want to take a shot just because he was good when he was healthy but injury prone, so I'm not sure. Yeah, and that's about it. Jimmy Graham in Chicago. Yeah, Jimmy Graham in Chicago. I can't wait. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm not excited. to see him on the waivers every week. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this season is going to be fun for tight ends. Um, I feel like there's a couple young guys who can break out, but it's going to be fun this year. Um, that concludes our tight end rankings episode. 
Um, look forward to our mock drafts, and the season's almost going to start, so we're getting ready. Thank you for listening, guys. You can find us on Instagram at the.perfectpick. Uh, don't forget to review us on Apple Podcasts, and thank you for listening. Have a great day.